Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. We have a wonderful program on tap for you here today with my friend and special guest in studio, Karen Honholt. She's the Chief Development and Communications Officer with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and Oscar Orozco. He's a therapist for a Kansas City-based Resolve Counseling and Wellness and a former grief support specialist with Kansas City Hospice. And Karen and Oscar, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Thanks for having us. All right. So, Karen, it's that time of year again. And I I, honestly, I can't believe we're already entering into the holiday season. Uh, I don't know where that year went. (laughs) But uh, tell us more about why we're talking about this today. It's a super important topic. Yeah, I mean, the the holidays are, um, you know, for some people, it's the very best time of year. And um, for someone who is near the end of life or who's grieving the loss of a loved one, um, you know, the the holidays can really be approached with trepidation or even dread. And so, um, you know, it's it's um, at Kansas City Hospice. We often meet people at very sacred times of their lives. And we've learned the holidays uh, sometimes are not happy times for them. So, um, you know, it really doesn't have to be that way. And um, in dealing with loss and even anticipated loss, uh, it's very real. Uh, We know it's not simply the death of a person. It's the death of a time, a routine. And it can often feel like the end of your safety net uh, with little comfort or or love left. And so uh, some people begin to question their faith and their worldviews may even be altered and a lot of that can really be exacerbated at the holidays. And so um, I, I'll just, um, you know, I'll quickly share a quote with you from Darcy L. Harris. A loss can be defined as an experience where there is a change in circumstance, perception, or experience where it would be impossible to return to the way things were before. 
That, that's right. And, it, you know, I, I've been through this. I think, you know, so many people have been through this. And in uh, what is traditionally, you know, the best time of year could very quickly turn into the worst time of the year, no doubt about it. So so with that background, I'd like to welcome uh, our, our second guest, uh, again, Oscar Orozco. And uh, Oscar, thanks again for being here today. Really appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. And again, to everyone listening, again, my name is Oscar. I'm a clinical social worker and working as a therapist with Resolve Counseling. And of course, as you guys might imagine, loss and grief is my specialty. It's what I love. Before working as a therapist, I was working here at Kansas City Hospice as a grief support specialist. And giving back to the community is always what I loved. And I know that by being here and providing this information, it's another way that I can give back to the community. Excellent, excellent. So could you tell us more about how the holidays start to, they really start to stack up and what a person experiencing loss might anticipate? And, you know, I imagine this could really blindside someone. You're just not expecting it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, there it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So for many grievers, the holidays may look and feel very different. Things that previously used to bring us joy may now bring pain or anger. There may be a loss of tradition. Um, Some people worry that they'll never feel positive about the holidays again, that they'll have to change the way that they celebrate the holidays. Um, As Karen mentioned earlier, they sometimes feel disconnected from the faith that underpinned their holiday celebrations. And some people worry that they'll never get that sense of warmth or safety or wonder or joy that they used to feel before the holidays. And as you mentioned, it really catches people off guard because you're not thinking about it until it's standing right in front of you. Yeah, it it just turns your world completely upside down, and it's it's just unexpected. And you talk about you go from joy to pain or anger. I mean, you're on the the opposite ends here. So, uh, So, Karen, can you tell us a little bit more about that and what can people do and how can people help themselves uh, if they're near the end of life or – uh, or, or love someone who is near the end of life or maybe experiencing grief? Yeah, so uh, we have four key areas that Oscar and I will cover today, and these are areas that we recommend um, to help prepare yourself for a special day. And it could be a birthday, an anniversary, or a holiday um, if you're grieving or anxious. And uh, one of them, um, the first and, and um, you know, really um, very important is to communicate Communicate your needs, your fears, and your goals, and talk with your family and friends. Um, Make a plan for how you want to handle gatherings, meals, um, decorating, spiritual services, you know, all the elements that make up your holiday or your special day. And the more you're able to anticipate the difficult and hopeful aspects of your events, the less overwhelmed you might feel. And so some things you can say would be, I appreciate the invitation, but this year I'm choosing to stay home or I'm going to head upstairs or outside and um, and get some quiet time. So, um, Oscar, do you have any um, examples of that? Absolutely. So, again, setting boundaries is one of the most powerful things we can do to protect ourselves. It's also one of the hardest things because are other people going to be happy about our boundaries? Are they going to always understand? No. But it's important to take care of ourselves. And so... Like Karen said, delegate some responsibilities to other uh, individuals in the family and your circle of community. 
Um, and like I said, set those boundaries. Make sure you know what your limitations are, where you feel comfortable. And remember that our grief is not meant to always be comfortable for everyone else. And it's our turn to really protect ourselves during the holiday season. And so another really big important thing is change your routines. So holidays can't always be exactly the same without your loved one, right? We hear all the time, I wanted things to go back to normal, but that's really hard to do when that person isn't there anymore. Um, so instead, things can look like deciding to travel over the holidays rather than staying at home, eating out rather than hosting. And these could lead to new traditions or a simple one-time break for this holiday or saying we're not able to stay all night, but we look forward to seeing everyone for that hour that we will be there today. Right? Cut back on obligations. Grief is physically and emotionally tiring. Holidays and special days are often tiring and stressful. When these collide, I tell people expect to feel it. It's normal. We're human. Take care of yourself. Give yourself permission to conserve your energy by prioritizing and streamlining your activities. So again, with communicating with others, some examples can include attending a gathering, but letting the host or hostess know that you may need to leave early without a big goodbye moment. Because we know we sometimes hate having to say goodbye to everyone in the room. And, and in the Midwest, we say goodbye, what, 30 times on the way out the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? and, and we pause every single time along yeah. the way. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know, again, saying in advance, I'd appreciate it if we don't discuss blank topic tonight. Because, you know, sometimes we're not comfortable. We're, we're nervous and anxious about that. That's a boundary. And, of course, continue your bond with your loved one by celebrating their life and memory. Let others know you want to talk about your loved one and hear stories and other people say their name. You can have a ritual to include them in your events, like lighting a candle or having their photo displayed. You may make a donation, maybe, or a purchase a gift in their honor. Of course, you will feel some sadness and bittersweet uh, reflections, but remind yourself that it is okay to enjoy yourself and to laugh. What in your loved one want that? And I know a lot of people say that it's very difficult to make meaning out of pain, but if we're not willing to leave that bubble of comfort that we are so used to, it's really difficult to create that meaning. And so I, I work with people to help them find ways to create that meaning in their life. And they always say, yeah, that was, that was hard, that was painful, but completely worth it. So if this is resonating with you and you're like, you know, wait a minute, this is a really, really good idea, then I would, as far as getting ideas, getting some therapy, getting some counseling and ideas on how to possibly, you know, change your routine, change your traditions. Maybe you don't have to change them permanently. Maybe you just change them this time around. And then maybe you establish some new routines, new traditions in that following year moving forward. Reach out to our friends at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600. That's 816-363-2600. 
2600, or you could also visit online kchospice.org. Uh, this website is loaded with fantastic information, uh, and and so again, if, if you want to if you want to tie into one of the many many programs available by KC Hospice, eight one six three six three twenty six hundred, or visit online at kchospice.org, and we'll have more coming up next. But first, the senior care live question of the week. All cultures respond to grief and loss the same way. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. More of a statement. All cultures respond to grief and loss the same way. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And Karen... Why is that statement false? It is false because the grieving process, um, it might look different, very different actually from culture to culture, religion to religion, and even age group to age group. Grief is very personal. There's no right and wrong way to grieve, including during the holidays. All right. Yeah, that, that's uh, – yeah, that, that's – that's a very, very good point. Uh, so again, we're visiting with Karen and Oscar today, and we're talking about grieving and end-of-life issues uh, around the holidays. It can turn a, a, what is was maybe the, the f- most wonderful time of the year into maybe the most painful uh, time of the year. And we know that grieving is difficult and looks different for every single person. And we also know that letting go of older traditions and creating new ones can be a path forward. So, Oscar, what are some other tools that people can use to cope? Absolutely. So we know that here in the United States, we oftentimes silence our grief. So something that's very powerful is telling our story that can help carry that grief forward in our journey. So figure out what are you comfortable talking to in, in family, with friends? What stories of your loved ones do you want to share? A really interesting note about that is with the word rehearse, um, the word, for some of you who may or may not know, the word hearse is the vehicle that transports the dead to funerals or cemeteries. And that word comes from the Latin word herpex. For my gardeners out there, that is the rate-like sharp tooth um, instrument that gardeners use to hit the soil and loosen that soil to be able to plant their next harvest. So when we are rehearsing our grief story, we're taking that tool and hitting that hardened soil in our heart or in our soul that we thought we could never grow new memories or new experiences, we're allowing that space to appear within ourselves again. Mm. And, you know, another one, too, that I think is important is for some people who are struggling with their belief or their spirituality, sometimes adding a breath prayer or healing words to the breath can be really helpful when we're preparing to tell our story. So inhaling, adding a prayer or comforting words, holding that breath, visualizing our person, 
and exhaling while adding another prayer or comforting words. People have found that that's an easy way, a comforting way to get close to their spirituality again when that has been very difficult after their loss. Another thing that's been um, helpful for people is letter writing. And it's, it can also it can be especially helpful um, for those who have unres- unresolved conflict or questions um, for their person that um, they weren't able to resolve while they were living. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point, Karen. Thank you. So this is definitely a, a more intense um, practice. We know that, but it's so healing. So you find a pen and paper create a comfortable space for yourself and decide whether you want to write a letter to your loved one or from your loved one to you. So again, that could be centering your thoughts with that breath prayer or meditation. And if you decide that you want that letter to be uh, to your loved one, that could start off with something such as, this morning I wanted to tell you, since your death I've been surprised by I did saw said something that reminded me of you today. If you decide that you want to write the letter from your loved one to you, that could start with, I have a new perspective, and most of all, I want you to know that. Or, have you heard me tell you lately that? And those could be really powerful ways to help cope during the holidays for those relationships or questions that we weren't able to answer or get from our loved ones before they die. That is so powerful. These these ideas are just so helpful. And I, I know you also have resources for people who need more direct, maybe one-on-one or group assistance. So could you uh, tell our listeners about that, Karen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for help with grief in the Kansas City area, uh, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care is the area's top resource for grief and healing. Uh, we offer a comprehensive grief, grief support to the families of people we serve And we provide an array of no-cost support programs for the larger communities. Support groups, workshops meet um, at our Solace House and throughout the greater Kansas City area. We also provide educational resources to community groups and medical professionals. All right. Thank you so much. And you also mentioned uh, to me that uh, November is an important month for Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. It is. It's a National Hospice and Palliative Care Month. So this is a time we recognize the outstanding contributions our staff and volunteers make, the importance of hospice and palliative care, and the importance of advanced care planning. And uh, on our website is a wonderful resource for people to learn about end-of-life care. That's kchospice.org. You can also watch our social media platforms as we celebrate this important recognition month um, throughout the month of November. Our main phone number is always available available for those less comfortable with electronics but would like to find out more, and um, that's 816-363-2600. And you mentioned that some of the programs are at no cost, and I I just want to really point that out. That's a really, really big deal. Uh, Kansas City Hospice is a nonprofit organization. They have these these big fundraisers throughout the year. We just came off of the the biggest fundraiser of the year, Sunday Night Live, and uh, that was early October, right? It was. First, just, that first yeah, Sunday. just right about a month ago. Thank yeah. you for coming and, ce- and celebrating and supporting yeah, it with that, us. That was the best event ever. It's just wonderful. It was, so yeah. uh, I can't wait to go back next year. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so with so so what happens to all of this money that very generous donors? Uh, 
provide for Kansas City Hospice. Well, KC Hospice has a, a number of free services and support programs. You don't have to be a Kansas City Hospice patient or, or relative or family member. Our entire community can benefit from this, and the entire community is welcome. So, uh, again, 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. And I'll have to say, you pushed a couple of buttons for me today. Um, uh, a long, long, long time ago, uh, my grandpa, Cuevas, on my mom's side, when when he passed away, there was a huge tradition. It was a Mexican-American family. We had mm. the tamales and all of the food and the giant family stuffed into the too small of a space, and it was fun. It, it, we just had the best time. And when he passed away, all of that just seemed to just go away, just like, boom, just overnight. And we had we did have to recreate new traditions that we love today. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to think you can't go on, and that's how you feel in the moment. But over time, you will heal and you will create new traditions. And my family has lived through this. That's, that's just one small example of how all of this stuff is totally true and, and super helpful. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, again, Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600. We're online at kchospice.org. And Karen and Oscar, thanks so much for being here today. Fantastic information. I really appreciate you. Thank Thank you. you It's always good to see you. All right, we'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. We now join the national broadcast of Senior Care Live already in progress. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're speaking with Mr. Mark Squires. He is the Medicare Whisperer. We're talking about Medicare today, the wonderful world of Medicare. We're right in the middle of the annual election period. A lot of people refer to that as open enrollment. Mark has corrected me several times, and he's got me into the habit, Mark, of uh, saying annual election period. But uh, uh, seriously, reach out to Mark and his excellent team, 816-841-9141. Anywhere in the country, and if they can help you, they're licensed in uh, many of the states. If if they're not licensed in your state, they'll get licensed or they'll refer you to a a qualified local broker. Uh, 816-841-9141 or online at lifewithmedicare.com. And now we're going to open up the... uh, the wonderful world of Medicare Advantage plans. I think they're, uh, I think they're more understood today, but I think they're still a little misunderstood. That replacement plan and, and Advantage plan and Part C and what what is all that all about? Well, you covered it all right there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's Medicare Part C. So when you're seeing the never-ending commercials with Joe Namath and William Devane and Martha and Doctor Phil and George Brad and on and on and on, uh, though. They talk about Medicare Part C. That is the Medicare Advantage program. Again, dates back to 2003 when Congress did something. And the Medicare Advantage plan is, well, the best way I can say it is if you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, you still have Medicare. You're still paying for it. But Medicare is taking your Medicare Part B premium along with a few hundred more dollars and sending it to that insurance company. And your insurance company 
that you chose is doing all the heavy lifting. Medicare is no longer paying for anything. That insurance company is is paying for everything, and they their Medicare Advantage plans have to be, quote, at least as good as original Medicare. <laughs> well, that's a fairly... <laughs> Don't get me started. Almost. <laughs> I, I added the almost. Yeah. Uh, and there's some there's some things afoot with that, with some congressional hearings that have gone on this year that we can we can address later in the show if you want to. But a Medicare Advantage plan, typically they have very low premiums, anywhere from zero. Kansas City, we have one that's like sixty eight dollars. Uh, if you're in Florida, they're practically paying you to take them. Mm. So, so when you hear the commercials, you could get a hundred and sixty dollars a month back in your Medicare Part B uh, check. Uh, if you're a veteran in one county in Florida, yes. Oh, that's a little, that's really misleading. Well, and the commercials, they've cleaned them up quite a bit. We actually, typically we get about 60 to 80 pages of new rules every year. This year we got 476. Oh, my. Most of those are directed at the third-party marketing organizations and the call centers mm-hmm. and what they can and can't do. If you uh, see those commercials, uh, you'll notice now they have a disclaimer on there that stays on the entire duration of the two-minute commercial in a 12-point font. Mm-hmm. And if they read the disclaimer, it cannot be compressed. It has to be read at normal speed. So there's some good things out of that. Anyway, I digress. Um, so with 50%, over 50% of the people on Medicare Advantage, it's something that it's a part of our lives. It's not going to go away. And they do sometimes have additional benefits besides Things like your office visit, your you know, primary, your your specialist office visit, uh, hospital coverage, skilled nursing, those types of things. You know, a lot of them they have the dental. Now, can can we go down a rabbit hole for a minute? Sure. Everybody wants dental. Yep. What <laughs> is the utilization rate of dental benefits on Medicare Advantage plans nationwide? I would guess maybe pretty low. Seventeen percent. But everybody wants dental. Okay. <laughs> so you may you may be trading a you know really good Medicare supplement to get that dental. They have vision. Some of them have hearing. Uh, some of them have the grocery cards. You know they're they have over the counter benefit. There's all kinds of extra things they're putting there to entice you to take these. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not anti Medicare Advantage. I would prefer to put people on a Medicare supplement, and every good broker I know would prefer that. But if we've got Mrs. Johnson who's only making eleven hundred dollars a month in Social Security. We can't ask her to pay $165 a month for a Medicare supplement and a drug plan and her Part B because we'd be doing harm. So the key is finding out which one of those Medicare Advantage plans is from one of the better companies. Make sure if you're talking to us or you're talking to anybody else, make sure all of the doctors that you're seeing accept that plan. Make sure your drugs are all covered. Make sure that if you have a preferred hospital you'd like to go to, it's in network. Those are the things you want to make sure you take care of. And the key is, Steve, all Medicare Advantage plans, like everything, they have holes. Yeah. And the point is, know the holes, and then, if possible, fill the rule, fill the holes up. So, you know, if you have a hospital stay and your copay for hospital stays three hundred dollars a day for six days, that's twenty one hundred or eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. It's it's late in the afternoon. My yeah. ma- my maths aren't <laughs> working. Uh, eighteen hundred dollars. Well, that could be kind of a shock. Uh, and you're rocking and rolling, going along two or three years on your Advantage plan, nothing's wrong, then something happens. Uh, the biggest hole I see, in fact, I dealt with it today with one of my longtime clients. Went in the hospital. Hospital said, okay, we're going to send you to a skilled nursing facility. Skilled nursing facility's been there for five days, and they're saying he can go home. Yep. <laughs> and it's the case manager with the Medicare Advantage company who has an MBA, and Steve, the M, does not stand for medical. 
<laughs> yeah. But they're saying, hey, we're done paying. You're going home. So, yeah. I again, I'm the old guy in this business. I know what the exceptions to the rules are, and I took care of the problem for them. But it might be a good idea to add some extra coverage to fill those holes. Same thing with cancer treatment on a Medicare Advantage plan across the board in, in the Kansas City market. 20% coinsurance of each Medicare, of each uh, cancer treatment up until you reach the out-of-pocket maximum of the policy. Well, if you have an $8,000 cancer treatment, 20% of that, $1,600, but you get to pay up front until you reach your out-of-pocket maximum. Plus, the case manager may say, well, your doctor wants 36 treatments, but we're only going to approve 28. It's that kind of thing. A little extra coverage for that. Um, And then if you do go into, and you're an expert in this field, Steve, if somebody goes to skilled nursing and they do have reasonable recovery, the next place they go is home. What do they need when they get home? Home health care. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and so while Medicare Advantage does have some limited home health care benefit, it might be a good idea to say, what is that benefit and can I add to that? In, and, a, in a previous life, I ran a Medicare certified home health agency. Mm-hmm. And so for all of our traditional Medicare patients, mm-hmm. the decision to continue therapy or discontinue, that was left to the doctor mm-hmm. and the therapists and the nurses and the medical team. Right. And if you showed progress mm-hmm. and you were you were improving, they would continue. If you plateaued, then they, they would discharge. Mm-hmm. If you chose to not do therapy anymore, of course, they would discharge. But mm-hmm. they, you, they left it up to the team that knows you best. Right. Every time we had a Medicare Advantage plan come through, I just kind of like, oh, no. And so I'm telling you, it was just about like a fist fight. Now, none of the none of our clients, no one knew this. This is all back office stuff. But I had to submit this detailed plan to the Advantage plan. And then instead of giving us, you know, maybe a couple of weeks to start off with, Mm -hmm. right, for this person who is probably going to need four to six weeks of therapy, they might give us five days. Right. And I'm like, five days? Are you kidding me? So we would start. And then on the fourth day, they would get with me and they would say, listen, now, if you want anything more than that, your registered physical therapist is going to have to write basically a dissertation right. on on why he thinks or she thinks you'll need more therapy. And so then, then I've got an RPT out here writing all of this stuff, mm-hmm. trying to justify. And then they'd give us another three days. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got about 25% of the therapy that a traditional Medicare plan would have paid for mm-hmm. managed by their doctor, their therapist, and their nurses. I just thought it was just just terrible. And if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you go into a skilled nursing facility, you have a window that opens that allows you to revert back to original Medicare and you have 60 days until 60 days after you've been discharged from that skilled nursing facility to go back to a Medicare Advantage plan. It's what I did with my client today, and the, uh, the the person at the skilled nursing facility said, "Oh, I don't think you can do that." Well, okay, you go, you take care of people in skilled nursing, and yeah. let me take care of the Medicare, yeah. and that's exactly yeah. what. We, so tomorrow, as officially, this person will be on original Medicare, and now we're into Medicare and the medical team making the decision, not a case manager at Medicare Advantage. So you can do that even if you go in to uh, the 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 skilled nursing unit uh, for for Medicare provided or Medicare certified therapy, skilled nursing and rehab is what I want right. to say. While you're in therapy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I didn't realize you could do that. I thought you had okay. to be a long-term care patient. No, it's it's long-term care or skilled nursing rehabilitation. Okay. And a lot of, you know, again, a lot, a lot of people don't know that, but that is the fact that you, you have that ability and a good broker will help you do that. I seriously have clients right now, their mother's only had about three weeks of therapy. She has an advantage plan. They're going to cut her off in less than a week 
And a stroke patient typically will get 60 to 90 days. It's a long, very slow right. recovery. It also involves speech therapy as well as PT mm-hmm. and OT. Um, I did not realize you could do that. I will be talking to them about this uh, this this idea. Well, they it, need to do something. Well, since we're recording, I'm yeah, not going to say right, the, right, what right. day it is, but <laughs> very quickly I'll say that, and we'll talk off the air about yeah. what uh, what those specifics are. Yeah. So uh, so again, if, if if this is getting your attention, and it I I know it is, reach out to Mark Squires. He is the Medicare Whisperer. Eight one six. or online at lifewithmedicare.com. Don't go away. We have a whole lot more coming right up. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit seniorcarelive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back with my friend and special guest, Mr. Mark Squires. He is the Medicare Whisperer. And we're visiting just on on the break. And I just want to let everyone to know, I am not against Medicare Advantage plans. Mark is not against Medicare Advantage plans. You just have to know what you're getting into. So there's a lower premium for a reason. And then you have, Mark, you describe them as they have some holes. They have some Mm -hmm. areas that are going to pop up. They're going to cost you money or they're going to cost you uh, days of therapy or whatever it is. There are these limitations. You just have to understand that. That's right. That's the whole thing is anything you buy, you want to know what the limitations are. And it's especially, you know, comes into play when it comes to your health care. The fact is, Steve, Medicare is insurance. And like most all insurances we have available today, the purpose is to build a shield around your resources and your assets. The money that you work for 25, 35, 45, even 55 years to save and the things that you've accumulated can be wiped out with one medical diagnosis if this isn't built right. And that's where you want to focus on not free dental, not eyes, not rides to your doctor, free groceries. Those are all nice. But if a cancer diagnosis comes in and now half of your retirement base is gone because of that, that's what you want to focus on is how can you build that shield and then decide for yourself how much financial risk am I willing to put on my own bank account if the worst case scenario comes up. And you never should make insurance decisions based on is. You should always yeah. base them on if. If, if you know, your, your, you know, your pappy and your mammy and your granny and your grampy all had cancer, Pretty good chance it's in your it's in your bloodline. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. In my yeah. personal thing, it's we got the trifecta in my family: cancer, heart attack, and stroke. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, in my wife's family, they don't have any heart problems because they have perfect hearts. They're all lovely people. Yeah. From, but cancer's kind of a thing with them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I personally, I carry extra coverage uh, uh, on me. I've had for years for cancer, heart, and stroke. I had open heart surgery in January. I turned in a claim. And pretty much all of my my costs were covered by that. Yeah, uh, I have a nice cancer policy on my wife. Don't want her to get cancer. Yeah. Now we're not on Medicare yet. We're getting close. But when that day comes, I promise you, I don't know that we're going to choose Medicare Advantage. But if we were to, I would first thing I'd do is fill the holes. And typically, when you're 65, almost all of those extra pieces that are not expensive at all um, are guaranteed issues. So you don't even have to answer health questions. 
But keep that in mind. Your build, I used to say build a wall, but that became unpopular a few years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. let's build a shield yeah. around your resources and assets so that you get to keep what you've accumulated, what you've saved, so that one medical diagnosis, one bad diagnosis doesn't immediately wipe it all out. Just wipe, just wipe you out. And, and that's very, very possible. Mark, do you work with a lot of adult children of, with parents of Medicare age? Oh, I love that question. Uh, I, I do, and I wish I could, I could definitely work with more. Yeah. Uh, I, I have adult children. I'm not a Medicare age yet. Uh, and we have the, you know, the, the, the powdered bottom syndrome. We never want to listen to anybody whose diaper we changed. Right. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, as, as we age, sometimes we get a little slower on the uptake and you know, we can be maybe hoodwinked, bamboozled a little bit more. And I would highly encourage you to, you know, if you, if you are, you have parents who are on Medicare, maybe ask to attend one of those meetings or be on the phone call if they're talking to somebody on the phone, look at their coverage, seek a second opinion from another Medicare broker. You can always call 1-800-MEDICARE or go to your state, state health insurance program and get their advice. Uh, but look into it and try to protect them. I, I Quickly, I had a story recently. A client, um, the son referred, who has known me for years, referred his dad to me after his stepmom died. Mm. It's getting kind of... Yeah. But we put the dad on a Medicare supplement. He could afford it, not a problem. Well, dad uh, in, in uh, August uh, had uh, some spots on his lung, had a biopsy, and lo and behold, lung cancer. Mm. And a few weeks later, I called my friend. I said, how's dad doing? He said, oh, he's, he's doing good. The treatment's going well, but he's just scared to death how he's going to pay for this. I said, well, do me a favor. Tell, tell your dad that his worst case scenario, the absolute worst case scenario, is about 250 bucks for the entire year. Mm. I, I want him to focus his energy on getting well, not yeah. on how he's going to pay the bills. Yeah. And uh, I can't repeat on radio what they said. Uh, after that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, let's just say that his dad was very, very, very happy. And that's what my friend said. Now I get it. I get why you're constantly saying, pay attention to what's going on with your parents, because if I had just turned him loose to the TV commercials, it had been totally different. And so he's sitting here fighting cancer. He needs to be focused on him right. and his wellness mm-hmm. and his that journey. And he's stressing out about money, not realizing that he has excellent Medicare coverage with the supplement and his maximum out of pocket is going to be two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure when he found that out, he's like, oh, oh, heck, I, I got that. I got okay. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and and you, that just relieved a huge burden right. off, of, off of a man who's fighting lung cancer. An 87-year-old man who's fighting lung cancer. And now his, his demeanor, I talked to him on the phone the other day, just totally different than it was three months ago. There you go. He's not worried about it. Well, he's, I mean, he's concerned about the cancer. Of course. But he's not sitting there worried about it. And he did ask me, so well, what happens when we go to, to 2024? I said, well, that 250 is going to go up to maybe 300. Oh, I can handle that. Yeah, I, I got that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Call Mark Squires, the Medicare Whisperer at 816-841-9141 or go online at lifewithmedicare.com. And Mark, what should listeners do now? Well, as you've said a couple of times, it's the Medicare annual election period. Now is the time to do a review of your Medicare coverage. So Medicare annual election period has people getting this universal consciousness of Medicare. Look, if you're going to turn 65 next August, don't worry about anything right now. Yeah, yeah. Just rock and roll, do what you're doing. But if you're already on Medicare or you're close, it's a good idea to reach out, whether to us or if you have a broker you're working with or, you know, get a referral from a friend, whatever that is. Just don't call the toll-free number on the TV commercial. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, do, don't do that. Seriously, yeah, don't, yeah. don't. Joe Namath is not going to answer the phone. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so I won't go any further down that one. But but, but will Martha? She, no, she's she might be too still too grumpy. To... Martha still has a landline. Oh, oh so. that, that's right. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay. So, uh, yeah, she's grumpy. But uh, do a review. Look into start with your drugs. I always tell my my agents. We've got ten agents now, and I teach them. Start with every day. What do we deal with every day? We take our prescription drugs every day. Then go to what are the sometimes. That's your preventive benefit. And we go all the way to what I call hopefully never. And cover every day first, then work from there. And so make sure that you're if you're taking a drug, that it's not going to be on a drug plan that's going to get shifted on the tiers. If you're on Medicare Advantage, we've seen a lot of networks change. Make sure that you're, you know, I understand, hey, my current coverage has worked great. I'm really happy with it. But all of a sudden you find out, well, my doctor's not a network anymore. My favorite hospital's not a network. Take the time. Folks, it's an hour, unless you're talking to me because I'm wordy. It might be an hour and a half. <laughs> but it's an hour to make sure that for the entire year, 2024, you're going to have the right coverage. Just take a little bit of time to do that. Again, ignore the TV commercial. It's hard to ignore them, I know. Ignore the phone calls. If you do get a phone call, by the way, if you accidentally answer the, the phone and it turns out to be a telemarketer, um. First thing I want you to do is say, hey, could I get a phone number to call you back on in case we get disconnected? Then they'll give you a number. Then you can report that to Medicare, and yeah. maybe they'll find them yeah. when whatever country they're in. Yeah. So, But, if again, if you have a broker that you know that you love, get a hold of them. Do a review. All of our calendars filling up, but we've got time. Otherwise, give us a call, and we'll be glad to help you. All right, that's Mark Squires, the Medicare Whisperer, 816-841-9141, or online at Life with Medicare. Dot com. And Mark, thanks so much for coming in today. Excellent as always. Thanks, Steve. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you in the studio. All right. I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.